Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Hardcore Listing, the podcast. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing Podcast. I am Stu Whiffin, joining me as ever. Christopher. Christopher William. Chris. No, no, no. Christopher William Glasson. Yeah, that's my name. That's my name, bitch. That's why I Don't get you to out. scream. Um, welcome to... Oh, this is... Uh, this, we should be so rude. This is the uh, clean, the clean, less blue version of Hardcore Listing. You thought it's, it was a Patreon one, didn't you? thought it was a Patreon you? one. You went yeah, off no, Oh, hello, everyone. Well, I hope you're all doing well. Hiya. <laughs> this is the Acast version of Hardcore Listing, where we run down a top five. Me and Shu will pick a top five. Sometimes one of our listeners picks it, or our worshippers. Sometimes uh, we'll come up with the idea, or maybe our significant others, and we will we'll dive into it, and we'll have a good old chat, and at the end, we'll agree on what the top five greatest whatevers it is that we discuss. Absolutely. And as Chris uh, uh, alluded to there, um, these are the more kind of structured, um, <laughs> maybe more, oh, I can't use the word professional. Um, mm. Yeah, more, more structured uh, top fives. Every Wednesday, we release another episode on Patreon, uh, which is just uh, a ridiculous mess. Uh, if you'd like to hear that ridiculous mess uh, and get access to another couple of hundred episodes of ridiculous mess and some radio shows and some video, all the video episodes are up on Patreon, where so you can watch these chats. Um, you can watch the chat that you're listening to right now, as well as the the uh, Wednesday Patreon episode. All the videos go up over there. You can also get access to the videos that um, Squibby's Pip lets have some drunk cast videos, so you can watch me, Chris. Uh, Brett Goldstein of um, of Ted Lasso and Ramesh Ranganathan and Pippikins uh, do a drunk cast, which is uh, hilarious. Still one of the, the funniest moments in the history of this podcast <laughs> was... Uh, uh, well, I won't say anything. Go go check that out. But yeah, Louis you can find out yeah. about that at um, hardcorelisting.com. Uh, Hardcore Patreon. Hard, Patreon.com forward slash hardcore listing. Yeah, we'll just yeah. go to Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash hardcore listing. Lovely stuff, right. mate. Oh, let's not go any further before we do anything else. Let's it's hear. sponsor time. Sponsors, sexy sponsors. Sponsors. Bangboomcreative.com. That's where you need to go for the very best in film and photography work. Yes, yes. Luke and his team over at Bang Boom have been proud sponsors of ours for a few years now, and we can tell you two things about them. One, their stuff is bloody excellent. They've produced content for the smallest charities to the biggest commercial brands, and it's always bang on. Yeah, it works. We've seen Luke deliver an epic cinema advert for Pip, amazing photo shoots for the Two Girls One Shot podcast, made the girls look incredible, and of course he's done loads of great stuff for us, great visuals, loads on Instagram. The one he did of me as an Ewok was proper good and secondly well they're just bloody nice people uh lovely to work with lots of companies can kind of take pictures and film something but not everyone can do it with the sort of passion and and just ruddy kindness that sets luke and bang boom apart from all the others so if you need some great visuals from a truly excellent company please go check out bangboomcreative.com proud sponsors of the hardcore listing podcast the world can seem like a strange and sometimes dangerous place, but with Summer Academy helping you with your martial arts training, you'll always feel safe. 
Dangerous loners are everywhere and usually come across as friendly members of your community. They can be simply doing DIY during the day and podcasting at night. The dangerous loner. They could also be running a well-known nightclub at the same time. Their cloven hoof is scraping behind you. Wrenchy Simon James has been training karate for over 32 years and teaching for 28. He knows through first-hand experience that martial arts can give you the stress release you've been looking for, as well as teaching life lessons and fitness, and of course, more importantly, peace. At Sama, we teach karate, kickboxing, tai chi and MMA to all ages, from children as young as four-year-olds to the very elderly, even Shu. Rude. Uh, they can cater for all your needs, from just general fitness uh, or a new hobby right the way through to a career in teaching martial arts. They run corporate training days for companies to have as team building exercises as well as local self-defence classes. They even teach a parent and baby self-defence course. That's defence whilst carrying your child, not defence against maniac murder babies. There is absolutely no defence against them. Be aware of that. Chris, where can people find out more about the Sama Academy? Yes, you can find out everything you need over at sama-academy.co.uk. That's S-A-M-A-academy.co.uk. And maybe you'll become a black belt just like me. Uh, hello, this is uh, Chiles, um, Chaz from Love Beer. Uh, and, and I'm here to tell you about why I sponsor uh, Hardcore Listening and what, what love-beer.co.uk does. Uh, I am a fully certified by the British Beer and Pubs Association for bar installation with a focus on home and office bars. I have loads of home bar clients who have really enjoyed the service during lockdown as well as corporate office clients like Facebook and HelloFresh. I offer a complete solution from installing the bar equipment right the way through to keg supply. I also offer regular maintenance packages for those who want a bar without all the hassle. Hello, this is Charles also from Love Beer. I just want to also let you know I'm fully licensed to sell kegs. We can supply loads of different products from mainstream beers and ciders right through to trendy craft beers and even Prosecco kegs, all delivered to your bar by a certified technician. Also, why I'm here... Have I mentioned the Land Rover Beeries 3, which is a 45-year-old XMOD Land Rover Series 3 that we have done a complete restoration on during lockdown? The 3 Beeries 3 is a custom-built, high-performance bar hidden in the back of a Land Rover. The bar we have installed is capable of doing upwards of 500 pints per hour. We're about four to five weeks off having it all back together and ready to show it off. And I'll be launching an Instagram for it this week. Nice one, Charles. Nice one. Thank you very much, our spaffy sponsors. So, <laughs> top fives, top fives. Today's top five. So, you put it out on Facebook. What top fives should we do? And this is um, Georgie Pierce came up with this great one. Let me read it out. Top five bleak British films slash series so that Stu can get his own back after having to talk about sci-fi, fantasy, crap horror films the other day. Thanks, Georgie. Mm. Oh, I actually... Georgie's ace. Like, um, <clears throat> uh, Bit rude. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I, yeah, she's, uh, she's now officially uh, my new favourite listener. Mm, um, God. Georgie, yeah. you, don't know, you don't want to know what that, that entails. Um, but um, you know when it comes to top five bleak series and film I thought of also I'm slipping in some TV in there as well British though alright Basement British bleak well, sorry wasn't wasn't the thing top five British films or TV uh, t- it was films or slash series right series right yeah, okay, but that could yeah. be TV. you being rogue slipping in TV series into one that's got series oh. in the oh, fuck's sake crazy mate. isn't it that's just yeah. how I roll. It's just Renegade. how I absolutely roll, mate. And actually, there's so many. Mm. There's so many across a, a variety of genres. What? There's, there's, there's loads of like TV dramas. Don't oh. get smart with me, son. All right? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> then you hate um, it when someone younger than you calls you son. It's annoying, isn't it? Oh, that, that right? It's, son's bad, right? <clears throat> um, What, boy? I don't. When you do it, it annoys me. It annoys boy. me. Boy. Being called boy, like, I find offensive anyway. If my dad calls me boy, not that he ever has, that's fine. 
but yeah. uh, just someone going, oh, boy. Yeah. What's yeah. that, cunt? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. That was my nickname at a, a clothes shop, was boy. Cunt. Oh. Which was, and top cunt. So, um, yeah, all <laughs> I needed was you working there as well. That really made my life a That joy. day you turned up to work on acid. I <laughs> so wish I was working. I would have took you to a different fucking universe yeah. that day. Oh, no, yeah. It was good. It was good crack. Good crack. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was brilliant when they like pulled my trousers and pants down. Like we was all cracking up, <laughs> oh, like. all cracking. When they glazed me like a donut in Eastgate toilets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were all proper crack. We're cracking up. We're cracking you bloody up. lads, what <laughs> you like? My joke was on them because one of them couldn't finish on my face. Yeah. So ah, what a loser! I forgot that this is again the uh, uh, this is the ACAS version of uh, oh, yeah. I've got listing. Yeah, so um, let's <clears throat> let's clear up our act. So. Blooming heck, who's who's going first? Is it you or me? Who wants to I go think first? I think it's me today. Go on in, mate. <clears throat> go on in. You dive in there. Oh, this is tough. Um, right, so I've got TV dramas in there as well. Um, I'm going to start... I'm going to start with Fish Tank. Oh, yeah. It's a real good one, that one. Um, I didn't know what to expect from that. Mm. Uh, well, I did. I knew it was going to be a bleak British drama, <laughs> which is my go-to genre. Uh, and I think it's amazing that it's filmed where I live. That helps. Mm. Like so much of it is filmed in in Thurrock and and from what I gather, the lead was spotted having an argument down her telephone on Tilby train That's station, right. uh, which blows my mind. Um, and yeah, I'm uh, fast bender, uh, awesome. Um, yeah, I just like it's just a, a, a weird for those that haven't seen it. Um, I've not seen it for a long while, but if I recall, um, she lives with her mum on a council estate. Fast bender's her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, she's kind of got aspirations to be some, you know, like a dancer of such, and he's clearly a, a fucking troubled child. Um, and there's a, 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 a kind of really horrible kind of uh, predatory yeah. kind of relationship formed by Fassbender yeah. on his uh, on, on his girlfriend's daughter, uh, which she obviously then starts to sort of fall a bit in love with him, and uh, and it's just grotty, and it ends with I won't say much, but it, it, a scene with a baby and a river that you just think, oh my fucking <sighs> life. Is this is this going there? Yeah. Uh, and it's it's terrifying. Um, uh, and yeah, and if we're going to kick things off in bleak style, that's bleak, and that is, uh, but yeah. amazing. It's really I, great. I, I, it is. It is. It's incredible. It's a great movie. Um, great performances. It just goes, you know, tiny budget, but with a with a with a quite a. a an interesting narrative and good acting performances. You you don't need that, do you? And and and, I, and the British do that very well. We've we've banged out loads of uh, great movies in that sense. Um, director, can you remember di- uh, on Andrea Arnold? Yeah, Budget three million, so nothing really. Yeah, I could have I, uh, I could have financed that. The, uh, the uh, is it Kirsten Waring? Uh, is the uh, the, the girlfriend, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I think, I'm sure that's her name. I mean, I'm uh, just looking on it, the internet now, so me agreeing with you is not from memory. Is it? Uh, is it Katie Jarvis who, uh, off, off the top of my head, plays Mia? Is uh, was it? Uh, was it? Was it? Because because just from the top of my head, was it? Did, did they get um, the Cannes Jury Prize and the BAFTA Award for Outstanding British Film, or one of the other prizes here was more? No, sorry, that's a link. <laughs> One day, like on, the, on national TV, I really fucking hope some someone trying to sound intelligent oh, is going to fucking do that. Hell. That is really funny. <laughs> oh dear. <clears throat> I'll, I'll just need to double check. Have you got the cast there? Is it Kirsten Waring? No, no, you as well, mate. Yeah, Kirsten Waring. Yeah, <clears throat> she's obviously um, 
in loads of uh, British films. Um, and yeah, she's she's great. Um, uh, obviously, she's in another one of mine that I think is going to feature uh, in my top five. Um, but yeah, often seen in lots of the kind of gangster films as well. Yeah. She's uh, yeah, absolutely fantastic and brilliant in that. Um, yeah. Fish Tank, number five. Oh, great shout, man. Great shout. Uh, my number five wasn't so much a TV series, but all turned out rather bleak and was on TV. Was uh, Jim will fix it. Just messing. It's not that. It's um, but it is like one that it used to just freak me out as a kid. Um, casualty. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me that 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 you hear that theme tune. I don't go. Oh, I'm gonna have. A, I'm gonna watch a nice relaxing show now. Right, like, whenever it's I someone on sing, life support, the theme tune is someone on life support. That's bleak enough. <laughs> I can't do the casualty theme tune because I go, boo, 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 and I go into the bill instantly. Oh, yeah. No, no, uh, that's, that's great. That's because you could sort of like mouth mix and both. I like a little bit of mind DJ. Do casualty. Right. Do, 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 and then you go into the bill. That's how you mix. If you're not as yeah. good a DJ as, say, DJ Destruction, that's how you mix. Oh, okay. Just with your mouth and your mind, mate. It's a lot easier. Oh, all right. I'm well still mixing them now. They're still in. They're still in time in my brain as well. They're not not going out of time. Is it still on the casualty? Oh fuck no! Because didn't they then turn it into? Was it Holby City or was, are they linked? I don't I'm know if there sure. was a through plot. Or, or or what really? But it's always it was, depressing as fuck. And mum and dad always watched it. Yeah. And like you just like it'll start and someone will be like they'll be doing roadworks next to a busy motorway and you think, well, I know what to expect in the next five minutes. And yeah, sure as you know. Did sure they do thing. one that was a big like acid spill once? Oh, that, like... That's Robocop, isn't it? Oh yeah. yeah sorry, <laughs> yeah, my bad. Yeah. Can't stop talking about sci-fi lately. Um, <laughs> but no, it was. Uh, I get you. Like it, it was like I remember when like Casualty first came out, thinking it was really good, and like I bet that's been on for fucking years. Casualty. Yeah. You're gonna pull up some stats, see if you're still on. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you if you just you know f- you know say something intelligent for a couple of seconds, I'll I'll figure out. Um, I'll, I'll pull up some stats for myself. <laughs> All right, mate. What did you brush your hair with this morning? <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that's that's where you wrong, mate. I didn't. Um... A firework or a toffee apple? <laughs> Chewing gum. <laughs> oh, there's only been 36 fucking seasons. I wonder how many people have seen all 36. A lot of people have seen all 36 seasons of Casualty. There's no, there's no uh, doubt about I that. I reckon that in every film we mentioned today, I reckon at least five uh, actors that have been in them films would have been in an episode of Casualty as well. Uh, absolutely, mate. And, and, and do you know what? It's on today. Tonight, BBC One, uh, uh, nine thirty. So it's still going, TV. Mate. Still going. Ah, mm. oh, what do you want to do? You know what? It's a bit hard day at work. You know what I want to watch? I want to watch a TV program. In this week, someone's going to f- try and climb over a railing and fall on it, and they're going to impale their gonad on it. That's what I want to watch on Saturday night. Is are they going to make it? If I read that, I'd think. Oh, I'm not going <laughs> to would be like pass. <laughs> I, don't really, I don't want to watch people getting injured and then and then they're being you know if that isn't hard enough it's fucking the ho it's the hospital work life admin side of the story as well mm. like they've all they've all got like shit lives they're all overworked it's basically just a documentary of the NHS and we still don't pay them enough so yeah I just I don't, I don't know what it's about it stresses right. me out it's Calm bleak down. It's bleak. I remember what one episode just just always stays in my memory. Some poor lad who became a rent boy, and then he shows up. On, honestly, he shows up at a hospital, and he's got blood in the back of his boxer shorts, and it's just like, oh fucking hell, that's a lot to deal with on a Saturday night. Do you know what I mean? Fucking oh, it's just bleak. Upsets me, mate. Um. I don't know if I've got anything else to add. But yeah, you're right. Most of the actors that we're going to speak about mm. on, in the movies probably If anyone else ever saw anything. that episode, can you let us know? If not, I'm just <laughs> dangerously worried that Chris is using that as a, 
as an opportunity <laughs> just to discuss something that happened to him. for help <laughs> from that. Uh, no, he'd been no, no, no. That episode, he'd been taking acid, and uh, then he had to go to work <laughs> in a clothes shop. Have <laughs> uh, I've, I've told you? I'm sure I must have mentioned on here the, the Jimmy Carr live thing mm. when the guy had the heart attack in the in the crowd. Go on, I can't quite remember so, this one. So Jimmy Carr does like test his material in greys every yeah. year, and oh, uh, right. and 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 the, the shows have been cursed a because they're in greys, and <laughs> like once uh, the the venue caught fire when he was on stage. Uh, there's there's a multitude of things. I don't even know if Pip Mayer touched on that when Jimmy was on his podcast, but um, someone had a heart attack. Jimmy had been on stage about five minutes uh, and someone had a heart attack in the uh, crowd uh, about two rows in front of me and it was like, oh, oh fuck. God. And like, he, he was okay. Um, but obviously, you know, he off the chair on the floor and, and everyone's trying to deal with it and ambulance turns up. Jimmy's literally standing nervously, on, like, awkwardly on stage. And, uh, and then the guy gets put in the ambulance and, and obviously the show resumes. And in that time, as sinister as that is, I liked the fact that Jimmy was just thinking, somehow I need to thumb this into my routine. And just come back with saying, wouldn't this have been the greatest opening scene for an episode (laughs) of Casualty? I was just like, fucking yes. (laughs) That guy. I mean, he's brilliant. There's a Netflix. I I think I said the other day, I watched one of his specials on Netflix. He's he's one of our best comedians. By uh, you know, he really is an incredible uh, comedian. That guy. He's great, but don't go and watch uh, the Inbetweeners movie and get sat in front of him. Oh no! Oh God! Right. Well, you're number four. You're number four. Yes. Um... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's a sin. Oh, how did I not even write that? That mm. that, that could that could be my number one shoe. I think you've... Mm. That we should have to have some sort of punishment when someone gets one that the other one hasn't thought of like that. Mm. Um, I, I, I just think, I think you've now, I've, the weird thing is, as bleak as it's a sin is, and it is, it is like max level bleak, there's so much beauty in it as well, isn't there? Um, in their relationships with each other. Um, oh, mate, what a fucking, what an incredible choice. Uh, La. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it is fucking incredible. Um, I rewatched it uh, about two weeks ago. Um, how can you? How can you rewatch that? Hasn't even been out. It hasn't even been a, a year since you watched it last. I don't have the emotional depth to take that on twice in a year, mate. That. Yeah. Um, I. I um, yeah. It, it, it just absolutely fucking destroyed me um when i first saw it um and 
I was lucky. I had um, Gregory, uh, who's oh, what's his other character's name in it? Um, it's the actor. He, ca- he came on uh, off the beaten track, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, and, amazing. And and it was and so I I, I rewatched it again uh, in in preparation for that. Yeah, uh, and it, it blew me away all over again. And I think um, Ollie Alexander, aka Years Smashed and Years, it, and like fucking hell, just remarkable. Uh, and um, and oh god, Colin! I mean, fucking hell! Who did not fall in love with Colin? No, he like, was, uh, no. I can watch TV shows about gay, but I'm not gay, mate. All right, just want right. to make it very clear that right. I'm not. I'm not gay. I ain't straight, but I ain't gay. Yeah, I ain't gay, but I ain't straight. That was a Theo Von stand up recently. I thought it was brilliant. Um, no, he was amazing. Colin was just brilliant. His storyline was yeah, yeah. You're right. You couldn't help but fall in love with him and and. And it oh. was exciting, fun, and he, you know, funny, really funny in places. Mm. And then, like any good British drama, like literally the next minute, you're just jewelry's on the floor, and it's like, oh my god! And you, and what's weird is knowing uh, uh, it's Russell T Davies who wrote it, isn't it? Yeah. He, did, he wrote uh, Queer as Folk, which was yeah, which was really yeah. good as well. And I just think you know because you know in advance that it's going to be about AIDS uh, and, you know, in the eighties and early nineties. And you know that that starts off so joyous yep. and you know that sooner or later it's going to really it's, fucking turn. It's absolutely that, um, that parable, the guy who's uh, fallen off a building and as he's passing each floor, people ask you, you okay? And he's like, so far so good. But it's like, mm. you know that that isn't, <laughs> That isn't how that's going to work out, man, is yeah. it? Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, and you, you like Colin. I don't know. There's so many. There's so many um, tragedies in that that just mm. it's really tear jerking, man. Like how they portrayed Colin and and he's and, and, and um, how he was treated yeah. like, in that hospital ward was just and just how you know it reminds you. You know, I'm not making any of this, you know, any of them kind of attitudes towards uh, HIV and AIDS in, in mm-hmm. the 80s, you know, right. But I remember just being, you know, obviously probably like 16 around then and I'm being terrified of like this word AIDS mm. and like, and seeing that advert, which obviously they showed, you know, on there, the don't die of ignorance and that, that you know, I don't, I don't even know if iconic's the right word, but it, it's... You know, I remember seeing that and just thinking, mm. "Oh my God, is this gonna? Are we all gonna die of this?" And mm-hmm. like being absolutely petrified of it, and 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 yeah, and then to sort of see in hindsight, like how these these people these people that are dying, like were being treated, was just fucking yeah. harrowing, and yeah. like and, and the misinformation yeah, about it, and you know, and, and, and from everyone really and also mm. you know a lot of misinformation a lot of ignorance and a lot of like people uh wanting to be ignorant about it as well and like un- understandably so i think how they sort of like you know um how um ollie portrays the the main character have i got his name right there is it ollie uh, um ollie's his real ollie's alexander yeah but i mean his cat like he's fucking so good in that and and just his journey and, and, and his sort of like how you see him navigating that um, through a lot of fear as well. Um, oh, and, and God, it, it, it's stomach turning. It's heartbreaking. And I, and I, I, I hopefully that sort of um, right, that, that story Russell's written, it gets out to a lot of people and um, people can now look back and understand what the what the plight was of of, of, yeah. of the gay community really and, mm. and that fucking awful awful disease and what it really did to people because it stripped them of everything mm. um, but and also if you the, 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 you, you said luck earlier and mm. one of the ways that if you was you know into it uh, the, the, the show and, and, and was moved by it you can buy the luck t-shirts oh. designed by Philip Normal uh, and you can get them I think at the Terence Higgins Trust um, I think the money goes to Terence Higgins Trust. I oh, think that's wicked, man! If you go to Philip Normals, if you go to Philip Normals Instagram, I'm sure there'll be a, a, a oh, link there. And go and check out his artwork because it's amazing. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, what what a what a show! Yeah, so that's my number four. Oh, great shout, mate! Wonderful shout. Uh, my number four, Biker Grove. Um, it it's a great TV show, and then at the last minute, 
turns into someone getting blinded by paintballs. Had you all comfortable thinking it was about fingering girls down the bloody the back of the bike sheds, and then it goes that like, didn't happen. Right, so my actual number four, uh, I'm I'm gonna go with a um, I'm gonna I'm gonna slip a I'm gonna slip a horror in there. I'm gonna sit there. There's two horrors, I guess, in in mine, but uh, I'm gonna go with a descent just to annoy Georgie Pierce. Georgie, I managed to get a horror in there that's science fiction. Uh, the descent is like a really like a lovely. Is that English? Yeah, it's English. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's English horror. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know if it's they're all English actresses. I think they um fly out to do do caving in America. I think it's in I think it's in American. In America, right. but it's all, it was an English. I'm sure it's an English horror film. There we go. Guess total guesswork. Let's um, so let's back that up with some facts. Let's back that up. Let's fact that up. Uh, the I'm Descent lo- is a 2005. Yeah, there we go. Neil Marshall. Yeah, exactly. Who did a uh, British horror film? Yeah, yeah. So Neil Marshall's not fucking um, shy of bleakness. That's for sure. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. I, I thought it was really good. It's about a, a group of. Um, uh, female friends who go on a ca- uh, go they they like a bit of their sort of like activities and and they do caving and they decide to go caving and one of the girls has basically sort of like found an unmarked uh, and an unexplored caving area which is completely dangerous and you shouldn't do it and and certainly you shouldn't lead other people in there under the um, thought that it. It is a real. It is. It is a cave that's been explored before, and it turns out it hasn't. And then they get stuck down there, and then things get real bad real quick. And there's some tension between a few of the women because um, one of them's had an affair with one of the other guy's um, partners, and stuff like that. So, but there's a really good bond between them, and they. And I think Neil t- tells that story in like under ninety minutes really well. So you actually care about these female characters. And then it just goes, there's things down in this cave that um, aren't very nice. I, I thought was excellently executed. Even even the uh, even the sort of monsters themselves, I thought they looked brilliant. I, I remember you saying that that kind of was when it jumped the shark for you. Um, but for me, I thought the whole thing was great. And then the ending is just like, it's just that just beautifully like bleak because... Um, one of the girls, like, sorry if you haven't seen this, so just fast forward for the next minute, but one of the girls, uh, the main protagonist, I guess, you think she's going to get out, and she crawls up and crawls out of the hole, and then you realise that she's, it's a fantasy in her head, because she's just gone, she's gone catatonic because of the, the stress that she's under, and she actually hasn't crawled out of them out of it. I thought that was really good, nice, bleak, horrible way to, to end it. Um, so yeah, I loved it. Uh, it's a nice, good, simple horror film, really. That um, it's, it, that, it ages a bit on what on rewatches because I think it's, mm. there's quite a few jump horrors in there. But your first watch of it, you know, watch it on a big screen in, uh, late at night, preferably on your own, and you you give yourself the uh, heebie-jeebies. And yeah, but it's bleak as fuck. Um, Quadrophenia. So that's it. So there's no comments on that movie. You're just going to move straight past it and go to Quadrophenia. Okay. All right. Well. Well, my thoughts on the descent um, are the same as what they were a couple of weeks ago, um, which is I, I really loved it. I thought it was really creepy. Uh, the shadows in the background were mm. terrifying. Um, anything underground freaks me out. Um, but then when you see the monster, I was like. Oh, like, I think if it would have just been like, I don't know, Francis Begbie just come out and like, then I would have been terrified. Yeah, okay. But it's just a, it's just a monster. Oh, it was great. It was really good. Um, okay, mate. Well, um, you've gone to Quadrophenia. That is yes. yeah, it's pretty bleak. It's really fucking bleak. It's about Quadrophenia. Yeah, it's pretty bleak. I mean, it's a pretty bleak topic. And, uh, you know... How can you make schizophrenia more bleak? Oh, it's after quadrophenia. Like, um, so, yeah, the, 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 uh, probably one of the earliest films, I think, that had a huge emotional impact on me. Like, um, it excited me because of the 
the music and the and the fashion and the the fact that you know as a teenager you're watching this like youth movement uh you know the mod culture that just looked really brilliant you're seeing so many actors that are, are going to feature in you know you're seeing uh, uh phil daniels ray winston you know mark winger all of these people that have been in you know amazing british you know movies over the years which again i'm, I'm sure we'll get on to but um it just blew me away that film uh and it still to this day blows me away uh obviously it's a who film um who have made some remarkable british films yeah. uh whether it be tommy mcvicker mm-hmm. uh nearly made my top five um uh but yeah um quadrophenia i just think is it's, it's an absolute iconic film uh it really moves me when you see you know jimmy just likes to think that he's he's a, you know he's an individual but he's so desperate to be part of this gang and and mm. be you know a face within this gang and then you see him spiral into you know ill mental health uh to the point where you know he's he's kind of shunned by he, he's starting to really blur the reality from a good weekend away of his mates into something far more far more serious and and it f- he can't it falls com- apart doesn't it like his it life completely like the, falls apart the, yeah the pillars of his life fall apart his misses you know, and even his idols g- didn't it like like who they actually are compared to yeah. who he thinks they are they all sort of like aren't as core cool as great or what they build completely. them up completely like you know leslie ash as, as a young man like she was you know as a young teenager she was just so amazing uh and then you know you do as you say as you mentioned there chris like sting as the ace face you know he's the coolest guy you know in the club and then jimmy goes to brighton and sees that sting's a bellboy like <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's like oh and then obviously you know he's out of his brain on the train on the 515 and then yeah and then before you know it he's he's at the white cliffs of dover and uh yeah it's 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 amazing absolutely amazing film and uh yeah and there's so many scenes in that that I think are really horrible and gritty and and scored so amazingly by the Who. So uh good yeah, shout, man. Very good shout. What was that? You was that your number three? Uh it's a sin, um that was your fish four. tank. Fish and, tank. Yeah, that was it. Uh, yeah. Got so two that, was more your, ago. that was your three, wasn't it? So yeah, yeah, I'm gonna my number three, I'm gonna go with um uh H- Harry Brown. Oh, good shout. I forgot about that. Harry Brown is fucking horrible, really. When you think about it, it's got Plan B in it, play, playing a piece piece of shit. And um, he's really good at playing a piece of shit. He's great he? at playing a piece of shit, actually. Good sh- big shout out to Plan B. Um, yeah, uh, it, it follows. I, it, well, obviously, it follows Michael Caine as an old chap. I always got a soft spot for the elderly, for being a bit more vulnerable. And but he can he can still look after himself, Michael Caine, in this film. But he's in a situation where the, the, the poverty has sort of like swallowed his neighbourhood, hasn't it, basically? Yeah. And uh, a lack of moral principles has now uh, has now also met that, that sort of lack of sort of like support from the government to create just a fucking a place where vile people do vile things. And uh, he tries to seek out some uh, rough justice for a few, few, few uh, world-class turds. And it's for the ending of his mate, isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, David Bradley. Obviously, he's in. Uh, oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. Like um, uh, um, afterlife and such. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. It, that's what he goes goes to do. It's also got another great actor um, who was in seventy two, the one about the IRA and uh, starred up the the young actor. Um, oh, is he in Harry? He is, yeah. He, he plays Jack O'Connell. Like, yeah, Jack O'Connell. Jack O'Connell's got a very small role in it, um, and Jack's not having a great time, that's for sure. Um, and he's one of the like lads who gets a bit bullied. And um, mate, it's it's nasty. And there's the, the worst scene is the for me. There's a scene where 
Harry goes, finds himself at a uh, sort of like this bloke who's been who's, who's a drug dealer and he grows oh, a lot of weed. Sean Harris, one of a fucking incredible actor. He's a great actor, and um, but it also Sean sort of like leans into the fact that he's got quite a unique look, and and Sean can because actually Sean was in a horror film not that long ago called Possum, which was mm. brilliant, directed by uh, Garth Marenghi himself. Mm. And that's horrible. It's really nasty. And um, shout out to him in other English films. Uh, Ian Curtis uh, yeah. in Twenty Four Hour Party oh, People is yeah. is amazing of in that. Course. And he portrayed uh, Ian Huntley alongside Maxine Peake's um, Myra Hindley. He's a fucking amazing actor. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he plays a scumbag in that. But he is like five stars. Wouldn't want to meet this guy ever. And like he's got some girl doped up on the sofa. He's been filming shagging and stuff. I feel awful saying that. My mum's in the next room, <laughs> and, and it's horrible. It's a really great. I remember watching that scene. My fucking stomach was turning. The best um, bit about that film as well is when she's laying there and he's talking best and he's bit. all calm. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, yeah. And then it's like this, Sheila, Sheila, Sheila. Yeah. And he just screams, and it just transforms the whole scene because it's just very horrible, dank and quiet uh, and intense. And then he just screams at her. And it's, it's, it's you pick the best scene in that film. It's, it's horrible. fucking it's horrible. Be- very well done. It's like textbook bleak. And um, yeah, and like there's, there's other bits like towards the end where um, things get worse for Harry and you realise that it's not just these youngsters who are the problem, it's their, their, the foundations of where they've come mm. from and that. It just gets dark. Yeah, that's it. Harry Brown. Watch it. It's worth a watch, guys, if you haven't seen it. Really is. Shout out to Charlie Creed Miles as well uh, as the copper. Uh, and oh. obviously, you know, the, the, the landlord, I can't remember what the actor's name is, he plays the landlord. Uh, and it, it's lots of twists in it that, you know, and it, it don't get happier. But that's a great shout, Harry Brown. Cheers, mate. Right. Number two. <sighs> Neil Barmouth. Yeah, I, 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 I held that one back because I figured that um, you might pick that bad boy. I just think, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's fucking hard work, man. Like, I was going to, I'm going to shout out to Mike Lee's Naked. Um, like, the, the yes. film that's shot yes, yes, so yes. dark. I haven't seen, where, like, I haven't watched Naked. I was, I was reading up about it this morning, actually. Oh, that's a hard watch, that is. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, it's shot so dimly as he's Neil by Math. Yeah. Um, made by Gary Oldman. Um, obviously got his, his sister in it, Layla Morse, mm. Big Mo, okay, shout out Big Mo. <laughs> um, but obviously Ray Winston, uh, he's fucking great in it. But obviously Kathy Burke steals the show in that film, like just unbelievable. Uh, I think it's Charlie Creed Miles. He's uh, Ray's son in that as well, I believe. I didn't know that. Uh, uh, sorry, um, uh, uh, Kathy Burke's son, who's obviously the strung out uh, heroin addict. Um, and yeah, just. Ray Winston's character is fucking disgusting um, in every possible way. You know, he's just a broken, fucking pathetic man that, you know, seems to kind of try and find some kind of, I don't know, some kind of character and some kind of purpose by just being a a fucking geezer and drinking. And then, you know, his own insecurities generally involve him having to beat up his missus um there's a lovely scene with um what's his best mate's name he's the son of the gangster isn't he what's his name uh can't think what he's i can't remember his name mate Uh, yeah oh what's his name Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Stephen Seagal? Wasn't Stephen Seagal. Jamie Foreman, Freddie Foreman's son. Um... Yeah, and uh, and the scene where basically Kathy Burke has has gone to has left him, uh, and there's just an incredibly brilliant scene where uh, Ray and Jamie uh, form and pull up to go and grab her back, and as and as Ray walks over there, the like the brother-in-law just plonks Ray on his ass and like, and it's just a lovely little bit of justice, and it's just brilliant. Some of the scenes when they're just like. Just fucking hell. I, I wish Kathy Burke made more drama yeah. and more films because she's fucking amazing in that film. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's it's one of them ones. You know, I've watched it a few times, and when you know that that scene where you know he assaults her is coming, uh, oh fucking hell! And just the the fact that when she comes down the next day and her face is just black and blue, and and her mum. It's just like, oh my god, and like, but it's it's a level of shock that isn't also surprise. It's like, yeah, it's that kind of weird acceptance that that's kind of their life, and like, and you know, you'll have a bit of a a rough ride with it for a while. Then we'll put it behind us, and it's just that horrible kind of thing that you just think they're never going to get out of this. Like you need to get out of this, and it's like that's there's a kind of claustrophobia to that that's just fucking heart wrenching, and oh yeah, like and and you know Ray Winston's made some, um, you know, a lot of amazing British films, but for me, like Kathy Burke in that is one of the greatest fucking performances ever um, in British drama. Uh, yeah, good shout, nil man. by mouth. And if you ain't watched it, then I, I wouldn't bother. It's fucking <laughs> horrible. It's really fucking horrible. Yeah. Well, I, I watched a film the other uh, not that long ago, which was uh, incredible, and also I'm never watching it again. Un- the Incredibles, un- uncut gems. Fucking hell! Do not watch that if you've got anxiety problems. I went to bed and thought I'll pop this on as I go to sleep. That's honestly, I can't believe I did that. My feet were sweating. Feet were sweating. I had a stomachache. Through after about about thirty minutes of it, I was like, and it's two hours long. It's Adam Sandler playing a serious role. Oh my god, it's stressful. Have you watched it? No. I don't but know. But I've if, heard I, it's really good. I don't know if you should bother. It is it is really good, but it is designed to be unendingly stressful. Like there's always three or four things going on at once in this guy's life and it's constantly falling apart and it's just fucking hell, it's hard watch. Anyway, but we're doing Does, does he get angry ones. with a golf club? No, not really. Hmm. So he might threaten someone with one. Oh, right. But Wicked. I don't think... Uh, I think it's about it. So you... We're sticking to UK ones. I can't go without giving my number two. It's kind of a joint one because these are two two movies that were super bleak as a kid. Had them both on VHS. I don't know why. I don't know why. Older Chris would have gone like, ah, oh, don't, don't bother. Um, even though they are good. But um, equal place for me is a Scum and ID. Because um, they're, just, they're just bloody horrible. Um, Trending on Netflix at the moment, ID two. What? It's it's not the it's not a follow. I saw somebody post it yesterday, and then I put I see a barrage of people just saying, "Oh my god, this is the worst thing ever." Like, is it actually a follow up from ID? Are you joking? It's yeah, 
Which no, I, mean, I, I don't know too much about it, but I saw someone post about it yesterday and I see that it's trending on Netflix. Reese Dinsdale, Sean Pertzery. So They're it's... not both in it. Have you pulled it up there? I just put no. I just pulled up the original. I'm just wondering, oh, are right. they in it? Oh my god! And that, now it's got ID two come up. It looks like now it looks like they're little faces on the on the thing that I can see. Maybe they are in this one. Well, anyway, ID. I, I want to give a bit more focus to ID because I think we we've discussed Scum and Ray Winston quite a lot, but but ID was basically about um, the infiltration in, into football hooliganism, isn't it? Basically, Shabwell Army. Oh God, and and like it's just like that that um obviously the it focuses more about Reese's Reese Dinsdale the actor sort of like he's his decline into losing the sense of his own identity as a copper and I guess you've seen we've seen this a lot of times now in in movies but this is this was relatively old I'm not saying it hadn't been done a lot before that but when was it ninety five yeah but for me as a mid teen I hadn't seen a lot of the sort of like that where people blur the lines between them thinking they're doing the right thing and then becoming an absolute shitbag but ID was just like was that film basically and there's the odd funny bit but when I mean the, the light humour in ID is when um, a, a person with learning difficulties gets a dart thrown into their head like when you're like when that's the bit that you're like, oh, do you remember that bit? Like the rest of the film's got to be bleak if that's the that that's the comedy relief in it. Um, yeah, it's just a t- it's just a tough watch. Directed uh, Phil Davis, and yeah, just the- who's from Grey's? Oh well, there we go. What was Phil that? Davis. Just- do you know who Phil Davis is? I thought he was a MMA star. To be honest with you, uh, Phil Davis is an actor. Uh, Phil Davis uh, probably be, uh, with the first notable role would have been Quadrophenia. Ah, um, so the yeah. circle is complete. Great, great actor. Yeah. Um, did he direct any other things? I don't know. He's been in lots and lots of, of TV. Yeah, Midnight of My Life. Um, he's done Vera Drake, Alien Three. Oh, he was, he was a character in Alien. He, like you say, yeah, he's been in quite a. Quite a few films, but yes, I mean, fucking absolutely horrible. Straight out of Grey's. Straight, Straight out, out of Grey's. Well, no wonder he's good at writing bleak shit. Right, what's your number one then? Um, well, just just a, a quick shout. Oh, hang on. Is your number one a horror? All oh, right, okay. So, um, an honourable mention while we're talking about people from uh, uh, from where I live. Um, Martina Cole. Um, <clears throat> shout out to Martina Cole um, from where I live. Uh, chooses to write about the people in my area uh, and probably could have made my top five would have been the take. Oh, um, yeah, brilliant. Like, uh, do you want to do a quick impression? You always do it. Hello, Maggie. <laughs> Hello, Maggie. <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah, I mean, fucking shout out to the take. And, and yeah, Martina Cole, uh, fucking hell. Write about what you know. If you live in Grace, write about what you know. <laughs> yeah. And you'll great, do all right. Great TV show. That if you, you you're looking for a TV show you might not have seen before, that's a great little one for a Sunday watch. Isn't oh, it? Yeah, fucking horrible. Oh um, yeah, he's grim. Uh, again, uh, Kirsten Waring plays his oh, wife. Oh yeah. Uh, Tom Hardy, one of his first. That's what. That's the first thing I saw him in. The well went. Mm. Wow, that guy is incredible. So uh, yeah. Shit, I think I'm gonna have to rewatch that. Yeah. Yeah, I actually I do own that on DVD. I have watched that a few times. It's really fucking good to take. Um, but that's not my number one. Obviously, my number one is England. Um, oh yes, interesting. Because uh, it's one of the best bleak British films, um, and it's definitely one of the most. Uh, it's definitely the best bleak British television uh, drama of all time. Uh, Pippi Kin's done his top five uh, dramas. Uh, I put it up on his his socials the other day, and oh, yeah. uh, I was quite surprised that that didn't feature. But uh, Maybe I, I know he's a fan. The thing with This Is England, and the reason why I didn't pick it, is it almost transcends bleakness and everything. It's so good. It almost I just almost put that in a category of its own. It's well-deserved as a number one, Stu. It, it, it really is. Um, there's I just think so it's the best much. television show ever made. Yeah, I really do I, honestly think that. I don't know if and I can disagree with that, Stu, to be fair. I've, I've watched it so much. Like I, I, don't, I try not to watch a film that much. I, I That scene with Stephen Graham... Uh, and Milky. What, I, in the cafe? Just, uh, no, or that when, scene oh. in the film. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, the, 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 the violence oh, at the end God. of the film. Mm. Like, and, and Turgoose in that, he's, in that scene, just fucking hell. Like, I, just try, I can't watch that film that much. 
and I don't want to spoil that film, but that scene I find really difficult to watch. Like, just the simmering as he's almost prowling in the room before he just sets upon Milk. He's fucking terrifying. And again, you know, Stephen Graham, fucking a shout out to the help that just narrowly missed out on my, my top five. Mm. Uh, just one of the best. He's, you know, yeah. fucking incredible. Uh, and just this thing, there's so many scenes, you know, and, and look at the cast, like Gilgan is Fucking remarkable. Woody is, you know, low there. Every turtle goose, every character in it. It's brilliant characterisation uh, and acting. Fucking amazing. And I think I, Shane I, Meadows it is the key to success is take your time casting. Cast correctly. Yeah. And like and yeah, I, I had um I had Joe Hartley on who plays Sean's mum uh on off the beaten track and she she was saying that she was friends with Shane and she was um when I were trying to cast Sean, she said, we went everywhere. The film was ready to shoot and they didn't have a Sean. They didn't have a lead. And they just said, look, because um, she wasn't even planning to play um, Sean's mum. And she was just helping him out, like do the like do some car- like reads and that with the cast. And then basically the connection, when they heard about this kid up north, they both literally jumped in the car, went up there and done the read. And it was like, well, there's the Sean, and you, you're the, you, you've got to be that role. And like, yeah. and it's like Thomas Turgos in 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 This Is England, f- fucking it's amazing. Incredible. Like, um, but yeah, there's there's uh, to touch on a couple of scenes that that fucking ruin me. Um, there's j- just the scene where um, Woody goes to the hospital when he thinks Lowell's uh, took her life, and and then he sort of dicks around and kind of limps into the room and sort of sits there and then, like, basically, oh, fucking, I'm getting emotional thinking about mm. it. Um, and, and then, they, yeah, he sort of says, I'll just, you know, put your head on my chest like you used to. And, like, oh, fucking hell. Oh, shit. Yeah, I, like, blows me away, that. And, uh, yeah, there's just so so many. The, the scene, and I, I when when... That basically, like Woody and and Lowell decide to tell the family about the fact that uh, she killed um, mm. uh, Johnny Harris's character, um, not not uh, not Stephen Graham, and to know that so much of that was improv, uh, and that that scene, every single character, yeah. Turgos don't say a word. <laughs> Yeah, but his face yeah. and his acting's fucking amazing. And Kelly, like, she's. I mean, yeah. I mean, Shay Meadows has literally founded some fucking heavyweight talent. It might that might be the best scene in British history. That, like, I, I honestly could put that. It's in my top five and arguably my number one. That, mm. like, them around the table discussing that. It's in, it's it's insane. It's it is yeah. It's, it's had, so good. I had Helen Behan on as well, and she plays the um, nurse that Lowell confides in, and then and she's in that scene, and she's sitting around that table, and <laughs> I, and I said like, how do you prepare for that? And it was just basically like they just get lost in it, and like and it, it just I just can't imagine how good an actor you need to be to immerse yourself in there. Into in that scene, and it, and with all of them other people yeah. around that table, you've got to hold your own, yeah. And they all do, yeah. and there's yeah. not a weak link there. It's just fuck so consistent, brilliant. I, I can't say enough amazing things about that TV show. I've watched it a million times, and don't get me wrong, for every fucking heart wrenching, fucking poignant grit, there's something equally funny and hilarious, like sniff banging. You know when when them two lads are. Uh, I've got that one while sniffing that little bit of draw uh, well, with, with, with the triangle from the pool cue over his eyes so he can't watch. He's uh, fucking brilliant. Like, There's so much you know, brilliant comedy in it as well. It's like it's a perfect show. It's a it perfect is a perfect show. show. What's your number one? Uh, you, go on, tell me what my number one is. Uh, Grand Jill. <laughs> no, do you know? Can you guess? Uh, wow, 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 wow. Um... Dog Soldiers. No, close, close. Eden Lake, Eden Lake. Eden yes. Lake. Oh, shout out Turgoose. Yeah, exactly. T- Tom Turgoose, um, 
Uh, I, th- why is that lad's acting name, uh, Jack O'Donnell, keep escaping me when I think he's such a great actor? Fastbender. Con- Connell. Jack O'Connell, sorry. O'Donnell, fucking hell. What is wrong with me? <laughs> Ronald O'Donnell. That's, that's close enough, mate. He wouldn't yeah, be offended. ain't bad for you. Hey, sorry, Jack, if you're listening. Um, don't stick a tyre over me, Ed, is all I'm going to say. I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's just what's love, what's... What's great about Eden Lake is that it's. It, I feel like it's a little bit classist in a way. It's a little bit like it does. It does play on sort of like um, some stereotypes of um, uh, some of the some of the working class. But I do think it works in in a sense as well. And um, but it's awful. It's like a couple literally just go to do a bit of holiday making, and find themselves in a situation where they're sort of terrorised by. So some of the sort of guys that we take the piss out of on on this show, you'd find them walking down the high street with their hands down their tracksuit bottoms, down the front of their tracksuit bottoms, effectively, mm. and kind of really a, a more of a deeper insight into worst case scenario and and um, how that could absolutely spiral out of control for Fassbender, trying to you know maybe stand up for what he thinks is right and stand up for him as missus and, and, and just seeing where that goes and actually how sick this particular group of people are. And yeah. again, a bit like Harry Brown showing you a little bit like how that sort of person can, um, can come to be, uh, depending on their, fa- you know, their, their own family network and stuff like that. It's just fucking horrible, mate. It, it, it really, it's a great horror film. I love the fact that it's it's cheap, it's easily executed. Again, with Fassbender in there, um, so just get a great, just get some great actors, and you don't have to spend so much money. And I don't know, there's there's like there's there's loads of scenes to pick from. I mean, you know, Stanley Bades are involved in it. There's a, you know they they exploit um, someone with learning difficulties, and 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 and, and there's a, a burning tire scene as well. And I don't know, it's just like. You feel like you could be there, and what would you do if you got stuck in that situation? And yes, yeah, it's, it's 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 ultimate bleak, <clears throat> and they go bleak. It's bleak horror edition, yeah. UK bleak horror edition. And um, there's another film uh, to shout out actually, um, which I don't know if you've seen this, but um, I think our buddy Aaron knows the directors of this one. And I think Pip might have had um, them on his uh, uh, podcast. But have, have you seen Calibre? Yes. And Calibre's like, kind of like, again, it's this whole thing of you can make a horror without having monsters in it. You can you can literally just go... It's that when they go shoot, they shoot someone yeah, in the woods. It's, it's basically an accident. All I'll say is it's an ac- two guys are going hunting and there's an accidental oh, it's shooting. It's really good, that film. It's really good. And it's like, the why, the reason why I feel it falls into the category of horror, I'm not sure if, if it is. I've, I've, not, I've genuinely not, not, not looked this up, but it feels like... That's what horror is. That's what a true a true horror situation for the average human person is. Is that they're in a secluded area and they there's a there's a there's an accident, mm. and they make a decision on the accident, which is is questionable, but isn't beyond the realms of any one of us making that decision at that moment in time out of fear. Yeah. And and but that decision has. Uh, consequences that start to again spiral and spiral and spiral and they are in a a place where again they're secluded surrounded by people who are not happy and who also aren't you know claustrophobic that film yeah it's very claustrophobic even though it's shot in open a lot of it's open ground it's very claustrophobic man um yes i've I've switched you know my number one was eden lake but we spoke about eden lake a few times on this program so i wanted to just shed some light on caliber Uh, it's it's definitely again another moody bleak bleak british British horror edition i'd say that is Um, i mean i've got so many honorable mentions yeah cool man and like and and as as i was thinking I've realised one that would definitely have made my five that mm. I'd, I'd forgotten about, mm. which is uh, the Tony Pitts film, uh, Funny Cat. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I, I haven't seen that. I didn't, I've not even heard of it, I don't think. It's, uh, it's, it's written by Tony Pitts, stars um, Tony Pitts, Maxine Peake, um, uh, Paddy Constantine. Mm. Um, oh, 
God, yeah, how many Paddy films should have made? Oh, fuck! I know, so I know. I, I've forgotten about. I know, I'm so Dead surprised. Dead Man's Shoes, fucking hell. Yeah, that, um, see, the thing is, I've got, <laughs> I've got Dead Man's Shoes down here, and I've got a few others that I thought that you might... Mm. For example, Journeyman. I'm surprised you... I'm too yep, scared to watch yep. Journeyman. The other oh. one that's on mine that I still haven't watched, that I've got, a, it's Pip's DVD. I just didn't give mm. it back to him because I don't think he should have it back because it's, it's too sad and depressing. Tyrannosaur. I still haven't watched Tyrann- that. Tyrannosaur, I've got a, a, it was my number six on my ah, list. Um, interesting. Yeah, that that is, uh, uh, and um, what's his name? Peter Mullen, who's in that, is also in. Um, I mean, we could do top five Ken Loach films because yeah, absolutely. I Daniel Blake is off the fucking scale, mm-hmm. um, and Peter Mullen in the other Ken Loach film. My name is Joe. Um, again, uh, Mullen playing a, you know, an alcoholic, uh, which he does, you know, so amazingly um in a recovering alcoholic in, in Tyrannosaur. Um and yeah, I mean fucking hell, Ken Loach, fuck me. Sorry we missed you. Um fucking hell these films like they're weighty films. Uh fuck it. Kez. Like Kez what a fucking film that mm. is. Uh Kathy Come Home, like all, all, all of that. I mean the, the, these are my these are my films that I have to go and watch in a room on my own because I know I'm going to be just fucking sobbing. I don't want the kids to see me just fucking bawling at films. But <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, Funny Cat is a, a fucking amazing film, um, which kind of, you know, come out got amazing views, but but didn't necessarily have huge huge commercial success. And it's it's, it's basically about um, Maxine Peake. Um, Stephen Graham plays Maxine Peake's dad uh, when she's a kid uh, who's a violent. Um, violent dad, alcoholic, uh, and Maxine Pete grows up in this northern town, um, super sharp witted, and gets into stand up. Uh, her husband Tony Pitts um, is uh, is a violent husband, um, and Maxine Pete's uh, career into going on stage in the working men's clubs in the seventies uh, in in these northern right. working men's clubs. She's fucking remarkable, and oh no, three girls with Maxine Peake and Molly Windsor. Um, oh, there's so many fucking amazing films. Oh dear, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. You're just listening. Uh, all these is depressing the shit out of me. It really is fucking bleak. There's mm. so so many, but I tell you what, like I know I've said it before, but just fucking watch Journey Man because it will fucking blow your socks off. I know you said it's right, the one that I had on here. Sorry We Missed You was the one that I just thought, after I watched Daniel Blake, mm. I just thought, I don't know if I'm ready for this. I don't <laughs> know if I'm ready for another Ken Loach film. And I put it off for so long, just thinking, I just don't think I can deal with it. Because <laughs> he's never going to have an happy ending. And like, and I know that at the end I'm just going to be, oh, fucking so, hell. Yeah. Like, if, if every film ended... With you in the toilets in the Tangate Centre in Basildon being glazed like a fucking donut, then I'd watch it all day long. Let's write that script and send it to Ken Loach. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast.